0: now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Father God, I pray that tonight you would speak to us loud and clear. Lord, I pray that your spirit would speak, not Steven Dela Cruz, not my, my my intellect, not my studies, not my, but God, that you would speak loud and clear to every person. And God, I pray that you would open up our hearts, open up our ears, open up our minds, open up our spirits to receive from you tonight We love you, we honor you, in Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. We all want a great life. I've never heard anyone say, I want a mediocre life. You guys, you as a child and say, hey, you know, oh, I want to live like a princess. I want to live like this, I want to live like that. And we all want a great life. We all strive for greatness. I don't care how humble you think you are. It's funny because oh, I'm very humble. <laughs> you're not that humble for saying humble, but you know I don't care how humble you think you are. You all want greatness. How do I know? Because if you didn't want greatness, you'd be living not in America, definitely not in California. You'd be out yeah, probably in India living on the slums because you don't want greatness. But you're like, no, I want the good. I want to. I want to. I want to live on a, on a decent roof and not have gunshots on my wall, my my window. So we want something good for ourselves. We all crave it. Maybe not, but I don't want that lavish. No, it's all relative. Does that make sense? You, right now, we may, some may say, I live like in a shared bedroom with sharing that, even that, sharing that bedroom, so I'm living like in half of a bedroom, and I live very mediocre. I only eat potato chips once a day. But listen to this. There's a statistic that says that if you have a running fridge, shoes on your feet, and you shower at least twice a week. Anyone who shower more than twice a week? Yes. You are wealthier than the people of India. Here's the crazy part. Ready for this? If you can drink clean water, you are in the top 1% of the world. What we clean our dirty dishes with, people in India are, are praying for that kind of water to drink. But you see, I'm, I'm trying to get here. This aspect is: we like greatness. We want good things for our lives. And so, whenever we're sick, you are like, "I don't want to be sick." So please, doctor, give me medication. Please, someone pray for me. Whenever your boss says, "Hey, there's offer a promotion. Who wants it?" You're not going to go and say, "I don't want the promotion," or you don't. Or maybe you might. I don't know. But you might. So when you look for a job, you don't say, "What's the lowest paying job in the world? I want that." No, we all want greatness. Mm-hmm. And greatness is within us. Yes. But here's the thing, you know what's even funny is we used, we used to feed the homeless to a catering company called the Abbey Catering, shout out to Abbey Catering. Um, they would pack up the meals feeding 400 homeless, we would partner with them, and they were feeding them like ribs and like rice pilaf, and that's just it, garlic rice pilaf, and then garlic uh, steamed broccoli. And I was like, these guys are eating better than I am. I'm like, I mean, he like made all chicken nuggets, praise the Lord. And so, I'm like, okay, we're free. So then we hand them out to these homeless people. One time, everyone, all the teams were out. And I said, I'm the security guard. I stick by the, the, the truck or by the van, the jeep. And so the boy goes, like, hey, do you have any meals? I said, yeah, 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 let me give you one. And this guy's obviously homeless. I give him a meal. Here's a here's a meal. And he feels in the bottom, he feels it in the top. He opens up, he puts his finger on the side. He goes, it's cold. I don't want it. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> I almost want to say, like, dude, are you hungry? You came up telling me, praise the Lord, I'm starving, and you don't want it. And then some girl sitting down over here eating her meal, that was cold, whatever, said, oh, you know, the community center there, which is across the street, like where all the homes hang out, has a microwave. I'm sure you can microwave it in there. He said, oh, okay, thank you. I'll get the meal. You got the meal back from me. And I'm like, uh, all right. But you know what that taught me was, that man had standards. That man had standards. See, the question I have for you is, is do you have standards in your life? If someone gives you raw meat, do you send it to, are you the kind of person to send it back to the kitchen or just devour that raw meat? Now I know there's a difference between being a Karen, okay? okay? Where it's like, you know, oh, it's only slightly, no, no. I'm saying like it was completely raw, okay? so. But the thing is, is we all have to have standards. And here's the thing. This man did not agree to what I was giving him. So he gave it back. Let me tell you this, friends. Your breakthrough is in your agreements. In where you come in agreement with. We all want greatness, but you cannot get what you do not agree with. Where you come in agreement with, with something is what you get. You get what you claim. You claim, you can't claim what you don't agree with. When you got a job offer, whether you're working at McDonald's or you're working at a high profile, whatever, whatever job you get, they give you a thing called a job offer. Even if you work at Starbucks, you have to sign something called a job offer. The job offer says, all right, you're going to get paid this much, here's your benefits, here's your schedule as of right now, here's who your current boss is, do you accept? you got to sign the bottom of that, and that's called a job offer. And on the bottom of your signature or on top of it usually says by signing this document, you are agreeing that you are now employed by so-and-so company. Okay? I got COVID, I got I don't know, maybe a month now, a month and a week. I don't know where I have COVID. It sounds like I do, but I don't, I promise you don't. Um when I have COVID, they asked me permission, Stephen, we're about to put you in a coma, a voluntary induced coma, to be able to put you in an incubation so that we can put this here. A coma is not that normal when it comes to COVID, but the challenge was is I, they had to put me in incubation, and put some other things on me because I also had, my heart was failing. My heart was failing because I have heart problems. Pray for me. I'm no longer eating fried chicken, by the way, praise the Lord. Anyways, but the hospital told me, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, like, no, 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 we need to sign this. By this time, I was still awake and alert. We need to sign this. And I, I was just like tired because they asked me at like two in the morning. I was like, can you just do it? I just want to get it over with. I said, sir, we cannot do anything. Exact words the doctor said, the nurse told me. We cannot do anything unless you sign it. If you don't sign it, we can't do it. And unfortunately, you're still in a very conscious state, so we can't pass this power of attorney to someone else. So they can't just pass it over to my wife to make a decision for me. Otherwise, once they put me in a coma, then all power of attorney goes to her. Thank you for keeping me alive. <laughs> you know, so with that being said, that prove to me, wow, even the hospital knows I freaking need this incubation. I need this air down my lungs. But they cannot do it unless I come in agreement to what they're about to do. Are you guys catching this? Now, this is crazy. It's simple. You go buy coffee, you give them your card. What do they give you? A receipt. But listen to this. Here's the crazy part for this. If they ever give you something and you don't sign something, you can go and challenge that to your bank. I didn't buy that. And the bank, oh, they don't, oh, man, I did to prove it. They return the money back to you. Don't do that. That's wrong, okay? But I'm saying, though, is that that's is also an agreement. I agree. I'm paying for this. Does that make sense? Say agreement. Say it again. Say agreement. One other word for agreement is the word amen. Amen means I agree. Amen says, yes, so be it. Yes, that is true. Jesus calls agree, truth. You know some people in the, they're like, oh that's truth right there. When he says truly, truly is the same word that they use for amen. So amen means I agree. And right now I want to talk to you guys, When the Lord really put this in my heart, to talk about the power of agreement. You know here's the thing about agreement, here's the story. Kids go and ask her mom, says mom can we have cookies before dinner? And the mom says, no, you can't have Sarah's cookies before dinner, you gotta wait till after dinner. Now dad just came home from work, dad's watching the news, what's going on with the new COVID strand or whatever. And I was like, so ingrained in that, dad's tired. And said, of dad, the kids, to two kids go to dad, 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 can we have cookies? Have you guys ever heard it before? Like in movies or TV, or maybe you've done it, or your kids have done it before? They go dad, the dad, to the dad so that doesn't care. They're like, yeah, whatever, go and help yourself. The kids go, yay, we're gonna have Sarah's cookies. And they go run off and get cookies. The mom's over there, stirring the food. It's like, who said you can have cookies? It's like, dad. And it's like, really? Kids are enjoying their cookies. Now the kids go to, the, the mom goes to the dad like, why'd you let them know? You know they're not going to have cookies. Like, I don't care, I'm watching what's going on. This is a big important news. How many of us know that the kids played the parents? when there was no agreement in the home. And in Mark 3.25 says, if a house is divided amongst itself, that house cannot stand. So if they can, the husband and wife continually have no agreement, eventually that house will crumble and fall. In the same way, as if your life is not in agreement, your life is not in agreement to what it is you want, to what God wants for you, your life will crumble and fall. My friends, we're talking about the power of agreement, and agreement in the ways of amen. The first way I'm gonna talk about here tonight, usually I give three points, but these are what really, one of the things the Lord spoke to me while I was in, in uh, incubation. I was gone for like three days, and in that time, I had a lot of dreams. It was crazy, and I still remember all that stuff, but long story short, we'll share that later on. Um, my voice is better but one of them was this aspect your church doesn't know the power of agreement there's no agreement going on right now everyone is just whatever but agreement say agreement, agreement. so first one is agreement in the word so what is the word the word is this Bible here well Romans ten seventeen. so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word my friends, people look at the Bible as a way of saying, like, oh, the Bible is like the rule book, I can't do this, I can't do that. No, the Bible is the biggest love story, the biggest uh, promises to you. Let me tell you a quick story. You guys, some of you guys heard this story before, some of you haven't, so deal with it. There's a story about this family going onto this boat. They're trying to come from Europe to America to live a better life. they were going to, they're part of the Europe, back in the, day, back in the days it was a third world country. The husband and wife says, you know, let's sell everything, let's go to America. They go on this boat, and in this boat, they have cheese and crackers, in a small dinky little cabin. So, as kids, it's a 14-day voyage. In this 14-day voyage, we're gonna have cheese and crackers, and we're gonna enjoy it because we're going to make a new life in America. They go on this voyage, every single night, as we're eating their cheese and crackers and water, all these kids and families dancing and singing, going down the hall to the bakery facility to have their lunch, dinner, breakfast, and here the kids are. They found the parents trying to keep positive and say, guys, don't worry, this will be over soon. Long story short, the, the captain goes in the speaker and says, Hey guys, uh, the, the voyage is one more day. We'll be in America tomorrow morning. Dad gets excited, kids get excited. Yay! Last day of cheese and crackers. The dad looks at the well, you know, maybe we can go to the banquet hall for a one-night last celebration, just because we're about to be in America. Then what happens is they go to the banquet hall look at the buffet, it's ginormous, the linens, the, the tablecloth. They go to the host, and the dad says, hey, excuse me, how much is it to dine here? This looks so lavish to eat here. And then the host looks at them and says, where have you been eating? He goes, we've been eating in our cabin, cheese and crackers, so this is definitely a treat for us, but I want to make sure I can afford it. The lady says, sir, in shock and in awe, you're telling me the last 13 and a half days you haven't been eating in the dining hall. And he goes, no. He goes, sir, the fare that you paid for includes this dining hall. The dad and mom are dumbfounded because all that time they could have been eating hot meals. But instead, because they didn't have or understand what they had in their hand, what they possessed, they weren't living out what they already had. My friends, it's interesting because there's so many benefits we have, and that's in the Bible. The Bible is the book of benefits. You, you know, you say, oh, I'm, I'm American Express card holder, I have all these benefits. Read all the benefits, all the stuff you have that's part of you, that's owed to you. So my friends, if you're struggling right now, understand you were made more and overcomer. If you're sick, the Bible says, by His stripes you are healed. Understand that you have so many promises the Bible has for us that we're not tapping into. That's right. You have to understand that, and that is where it's just baffling. How many people don't know what is owed to them that they do not have? Romans 10, 17, so faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So when we hear the Word of God and preach, it, have you guys ever seen before in movies or television, Maybe you've been to a church before where the preacher's preaching and the church says, amen. Have you guys heard of that before? Yes? Yes. So that is actually biblical because they're saying, I agree, pastor. I agree, preacher. You know, my pastor back in, uh, we used to go to church in uh, the Bay Area. M.C. Hammer was our worship leader. Pastor Dick would say, let me tell you why you should say amen. Because if you don't say amen, the word doesn't come to you. So if I say to you right now, that you are above and not beneath, and you don't say amen to that, you're not gonna be above and not beneath. I'm like, what? Because you gotta claim it for your life. You gotta say, yes, I agree with that, Even if it's under your breath, like, yes, okay, I got that. So back then, I was exaggerating, I'm like, I oh, was, so, you know, 19 years old. Then. Yeah, Pastor, I grabbed that. Yes, give me next more. <laughs> I was such an immature kid, anyways. And I was on, we on staff at the church. Pastor was like, "What are you doing with it? That's distracting." Anyways, my friends, let me tell you this right now. Psalms one hundred six twenty four. This is talking about the children of Israel. Then they despised the pleasant land. They did not believe in his word. They didn't say the land. It was the pleasant land, and it was a good land of milk and honey a good, a pleasant land, but they despised it. They weren't enjoying it. They didn't receive it, why? Because they did not believe the word. So my friends, you may be sitting here, and you may say, that was a good word. I, I, I like that word. But it doesn't do anything for your life unless you receive it. How do you receive it? By coming in agreement. How do you come in agreement? You don't sign a receipt. How do you receive it? By your mouth. So just repeat after me and say, I, I, speak louder, say I, I. will, for now, on will start for now on, start opening my mouth, opening my mouth. And, say amen. and say amen. God is good, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Okay, here's the thing. Steve, I don't know, someone asked me before, when I talked before a couple weeks ago about prayer, I was saying like prayer must be spoken versus meditated upon. Nowhere in scripture Jesus says, you know, keep quiet when you pray. He always says, when you pray, say. When you look at that mountain, say to this mountain. Prayer is always spoken. So I spoke that I preached that a couple of weeks ago. And she's like, I don't I don't I don't he says I don't really know. I like to ask him just me just talking it out of my head. And I'm like, that's meditation. Meditate in the word of God all day. Not yes, do that. But prayer is always spoken. So please, I give you permission to look like a fool in your car and start talking, Talk to God out loud. Joel 3.10. Why we say amen, why there's power in our words, says this, Let the weak say, I am strong. It says, Don't let the weak think I am strong. Let the weak, not even say that the weak believe I am strong. Let the weak say I am strong. And there's there's another song, Let the rich say, let the poor say I am rich. What you speak is what you get. We are made in the image and the likeness of God the Father, and because we're made in His image, He created everything, not by His hands, except human, because He had connection, but everything in this world with His mouth. Our mouth has the power to create. So if your circumstance is not where you want it to be, then change your circumstances by changing your words. If you're begging, oh my gosh, this is, Uh, uh, For me, I was in the hospital that took COVID. I said, I am strong. I am healed. I declare right now, God, that I'm going to get out of this hospital. I will be claiming that things. You know, it's so funny, side note here, and the side note, keep it in the video, is that when I was about to get out of my my coma, the guy says, you'll be with, the the nurse told me, I have a video of you of whispering some gibberish. And he showed it to me. It was very quiet. But uh, I recognized I was praying in tongues. My spirit's praying in tongues. That's crazy. He's like, what's tongues? I'm like, YouTube, I'm too tired. (laughs) And so, you know, so it was pretty cool. I was like, wow, my spirit was praying as I was in that. But listen, let the weak say, I am strong. Psalms 107.2, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You'll find throughout all scripture, the word say. Speak to this, say this, because there's power in your words, in your confession. So my friends, when you hear a preacher up here preach, and you say, that's a good promise, amen. I take that. Because otherwise, you're not signing for it, you're not receiving it. Does that make sense? So if you receive that God is good, say amen. 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 Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen signifies that you believe. Uh, Matthew 13, 85. Now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. You know you and I could limit God. God Almighty, who's the creator of heaven and earth, could be limited by you and I, by our unbelief. If we have unbelief, then God says, I'm not going to move in your life then because you got to first believe it. No, 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 Stephen, i got to see it to believe it. Then I'll believe. That phrase, i got to see it to believe it, was first coined by Walt Disney. And Walt Disney said this, and here's the thing, if you've heard these stories before, it's a good reminder, amen? amen. Walt Disney said this, he said, I want to I do this and this. He wanted to build a park, an amusement park, but he needed money and no money. So he said, you know what guys, here's what we'll do. With the money that we do have, we're gonna buy a camera and we're gonna go and put this on a the, the movie box and everything that our homes have. And we're gonna go ahead and call this and share a vision of this park so we can raise funds. Have you guys seen those before? Walt Disney at the whiteboard showing off. Have you guys seen those before? Old, old movies. He's sharing his vision and he's the one who coined the word, tell a vision using that movie box. So, tell him a vision, and he would say, we're gonna have this over here, flying Dumbo over here, we're gonna have Never Never Land over here, we're gonna have Adventure Land over here, and so he would share his vision. And then here's the crazy part, they built a park. When Walt Disney built Disneyland, years later they built Walt Disney World. But unfortunately, right before Walt Disney World opened, Walt Disney himself passed away. So the mayor of, of Florida, was dedicating the park and says to Miss Disney, Miss Disney, I am so sorry to hear that oh. Walt himself couldn't be here to see this magnificent park. What a great creation. And Miss Walt interrupted his speech and said, You all do respect, Honorable Mayor. But Mr. Walt, my husband, saw all this before you and I saw this. So we are living out his dream. And Walt Disney in his journal said, I will never create anything unless I first see it in my imagination. And then if I see it in my imagination, I will believe it. My friends, before anything happens in the seen world, something has to shift in the unseen world. That's and that's the reason why prayer works. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why we must believe for bigger, believe for greater. You are not just meant to live that mediocre day-to-day job. You're not just meant to live in this abusive relationship. You're not just meant to live with this depression, this anger, this frustration with your life. You're meant to live for more. Say amen to that. And because of that, you need to see yourself bigger. When God told Adam, as far as your eye can see, you have dominion. To Abram, as much as the star, as much as you can see of the stars, so your shall your descendants be. That's good. That's a whole other sermon on, on vision. So your vision, whatever you see, is also what you get. But what you cannot get unless you first speak it and proclaim it. That's good. You guys catching this? Because when, when, when Adam would see, God would say, Well, what do you call it? Adam saw it, then God says, Now what do you speak it? I call that. This, okay, you see that? What do you call it? Vision and speech. My next point here, my last point actually, is amen in prayer. First one is your amen in the word. So we're gonna say amen every time we hear good preaching. Okay, here's something interesting. Ninety percent, 90 percent of prayers spoken about in the Bible is spoken about corporate prayer, not private prayer. Jesus himself would go out to the wilderness to pray. But did you know, actually, if you look at the research, he didn't go alone. He brought with himself Peter, James, and John. And then when they were caught sleeping, he said, could you not pray with me for at least one hour? He didn't say, keep watch, he says, pray with me. So which means every time Jesus went along into solitude, It was with his disciples. But Steve, I like praying alone. Please, have your private time with God. I'm telling you right now, my best time hearing from God is when I'm in the shower and taking a poop. So you don't want to be with me that time, okay? I'm being real here, I'm just being real. Because no one's talking to me, so I'll talk to God. Anyways, but let me tell you this. In reality, corporate prayer is so powerful. Why? because there's power in, in agreement with one another. That's the reason why if you have availability, log in, but Stephen, every time I go on, log on, to this prayer thing, I hear the same thing over and over and over again. Let me tell you the story about the man. Jesus gives a story, I don't have the verse here, but the story of where the, Jesus gave a parable saying, he knocks on the door of his neighbor, of his friend, and says, hey, can you give me bread to feed my guests? me from Anatan, you guys heard this story before? And the inside guy says, hey, it's already late. I'm in bed with my kids. We don't want to give you no bread. The Bible says not because he was a friend he gave him bread, but because of his shameless audacity, the Bible says. Look that up. And he kept on knocking. He kept on knocking. And that's when he gave him the bread. So just because prayers are repeated, keep in mind this, when you repeat it, it's because you know you demand it. It's because they know it belongs to you. You say, I don't want to repeat the prayer. He already knows. That means you don't believe it. ha. <laughs> so that was this, why, why I said, like, why don't we keep praying the same thing? Okay. And so I so this When we were youth pastors, we were youth pastors, I grabbed his plate because we were eating. And he was like, well, What, what you're you doing? I'm like, We're having dinner. I'm like, Can I got my plate back No. And I was like, Why? I'm like, I'm holding on to it for now. So he was like, Okay. And so we just up on eating, having different conversations. I don't know, at time, but maybe it, maybe it's a 15-minute pass by. Like, seriously, the food's getting cold, i don't have my food back. Wait, you already asked once. I said, no. So why are you asking again? And I was like, dude, I'm getting pissed off. I'm like, why? That's my plate. I was like, yes, yeah, I, I paid for that. No, you haven't. I'll pay for it, don't worry. I said, so I should order another one? Like, I'm getting pissed off right now. Like, no, just give me give me a couple minutes. So we had a conversation still with other female, and so he was like, "See, seriously, I have my food. Like you're asking me a third time. Why do you keep asking me? You already asked me once. And I was like, here you go. You know that you demand that. You know that's yours. That's so keep freaking asking. Yeah. God, I want healing. Not happening yet. God, I need my healing. It's not happening yet. God, I need where's my healing. It's not happening. God, I know you're gonna heal me. So heal me." So just because you asked once doesn't mean you stop asking. You get what you demand. And is the this. When you demand it, God says, I see your faith. I see, okay. I see this really does belong to you. But if you stop asking, like oh, you already asked, it does not happen. Then it ain't gonna happen. Wait, but isn't God almighty and powerful? Yes. But let me tell you this thing. God doesn't respond to need. He loves you unconditionally. You're going to go to heaven as long as you claim Jesus as Lord. But let me tell you this right now. He doesn't respond to need. Why? In India, in Philippines, poverty, in Africa, there's poverty everywhere. There's big needs out there. So this is responding. He responds to faith. Okay. He responds to your faith. And I'm going off topic here. Okay. Matthew 18, 19 to 20 says, Truly I tell you, again, truly I tell you, that if two of you on earth, what's the word? Agree, amen, uh, By anything you ask for, it might be done by my Father in heaven. No, it will be done. Can I tell you this? God doesn't lie. It says, if you agree, it will happen. If you agree, it will happen. Can I tell you this? He says it will. So you can't just say, I don't know if it will happen because the word is a lie. God can do everything and anything but two things. He can't stop loving you and he cannot lie. If God, if you if you tell God the sky is blue, he goes no. The sky is pink or the sky is orange or the sky is you know rainbow, all rainbow. Because what happens? He speaks it, it happens. Because he's a creator. The Bible cannot lie. So because of that, you know that tells me that every time I say, hey, my pastor, can you please pray with me? Hey, my friend, can you please pray with me? Can you please agree with me? I I would type in all kinds of prayer request forms when I was in the hospital. I'd be like, pray for me. I was asking everyone to believe with me. Please pray for me. Because here's the thing, once again, if you agree with two people on earth, it will, not my will, be done by my Father in heaven. For there's two or three gathered in my name, there I am with them." James 5, 14 and 15. Are any of you sick? They should call upon the elders of the church to come and pray over to you and anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. Wait, 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 time out, Steve. Why do I got to call somebody if I'm sick? Why? Can't I just pray God says, Oh my little boy is sick. Okay, healed. He asked me for healing. Okay, healing. Why does it have to ask for somebody? Why does it have to be, are you sick? Are you sick? You should call the elders of the church. You should call someone from church to pray with you. Isabella, can you pray for me? Why? Because if two of you agree, it will be done. There's power and agreement in prayer. We have these things here. We have these things that we printed out. Every single Sunday, I challenge you to take one of these and fill it out. And we put it in the Book of Miracles, the Book of Breakthroughs, and we pray over it. And you say, you know, I don't want to speak it because I'm kind of shy. Then you write it out. And then just put it back in the box over there and so say nothing, I'll reach out to you and say, hey, can I pray with you? Okay, we're going to keep in the book of prayer and we're going to keep praying for you. But Stephen, I just feel silly if I submitted that I have knee surgery. That's just not only a big thing. Uh, Do you want God to heal that? Are you kind of nervous or worried about it? Fill out the form. Submit it. Let's pray with you. But here's the thing. When we live our life depending on prayer, saying like I don't just like prayer, I don't just like think prayer is cool, but my life depends on it. Your life will flourish like no other. Your life will flourish like no other. Psalms one thirty three one. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live in unity. Acts two one to four. When the day of Pentecost was the first church, they were all in one accord, in one place. That was unity. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house as they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as fire and set up on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues, and the Spirit gave them utterance. My friends, they were in one accord in one place, if you read the book, chapter, chapter two, healing took place. People received prophecies. People got prophetic words, miracles, signs, and wonders—things they'd never seen before—started happening. The lame began to walk. The blind began to see. The weak became stronger. People became healed. The miracles aren't happening. Why? It all started with them in one accord, in one place. They had an agreement. We come in agreement. And my friends, understand this. If you're just praying on your own, no one's agreeing with you. Can God hear you? Yes. Can God still hear you? Yes. God can do whatever He wants. But I'm just giving you the principles of the Word of God. That I see it that if I two or three of you agree and ask and be, it will be done by my father in heaven it will be done Mark last verse 3:25 and if a house is divided against itself, if your life is divided against itself, one moment you're saying yes i'm going to get this promotion yes i'm going to close this business deal yes i'm going to uh get healed yes and next minute next day you start doubting i don't know it's gonna happen i don't know if this is for me i don't know if this will work out i don't i don't know if this isn't worth it you are divided and eventually the bible says that house that life Cannot stand, my friends. How do I stop doubting? How to do listen? When you don't have faith for yourself, go to someone to have faith for you. Amen. Yeah. Because all they see is the miracle for you. The man. Last last story. I promise. There was a lame man who can't walk. Four of his friends said, "We gotta get this man to Jesus." This man could not bring himself to Jesus. And they, they dig a hole in the roof. And they say, lower him down in from the roof to Jesus. And the, Jesus didn't say, because of this lame man's faith, no. Jesus says, because of the friend's faith, the people who dug the hole, I'm going to heal this man. And Exodus chapter 17 was, was leading the children of Israel. And the children of Israel were going to war the Amalekite, and Moses up on the hill. Every time Moses' hand and staff was up, the Israelites would win the battle. But when his hands grew weary and weak, the Israelites would lose. So the other guys next to Moses says, we gotta put him a rock and hold his hand up. And so his hand was being held up. And as his hand was being held up, they kept winning the battle. That is the power of someone else. They may not be dealing with your struggle, with your depression. They may not be dealing out there with the battles and fighting with the swords and fighting the battle you are fighting. But you say, Angela, pray for me. She'll hold on her staff and say, I got this. I'm praying for you. She's not feeling what you're dealing with. But the moment you say, please, Moses, hold up your staff. Don't let it down. You know, it's funny. As Moses was holding up, their hand, his hand, other people are helping him hold his hand. So it shows to me that even the, the leaders of this church who are praying for you also need prayer. Amen. So yeah, so please pray for us when you guys do pray and keep us in prayer. But are you guys catching this? The power of the agreement. Your life and my life, we all freaking want greatness. We deserve greatness. That plate of food belongs to me. So I need it, I'm gonna keep on asking. Keep asking, don't stop. And we need to come in agreement with the Word of God. Every time someone preaches here something, and you say, Stephen, that's for me, say amen. And if I double-dog dare you every single Sunday, don't go to your seat without this. But I wanna save trees. Okay, freaking go online. Okay? But honestly, online go to uh LFC or our website and slash gives. But honestly, get one of these cards, we have tons of them. Fill it up. You can cut it half, put it in the box, and we pray for you. No matter how big or small. Everyone's eyes closed, hands back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you're here tonight and you say, Stephen, I'm new to the faith, or maybe you were part of the faith, you had a faith, but Stephen, I want to renew my life with Jesus. I want to, to rededicate my life to explore this relationship with Jesus. Not religion, Jesus. If that's you, if you raise your hands, i to pray for you. And if you say, I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. Hallelujah, amen. And if you're here tonight and you say, Stephen, I need in agreement with the Word and with prayer a lot more than I am right now. Pray for me that I have the faith to agree with the Word and agree with prayer. If that's you, raise your hand. Hallelujah. Father God, tonight pray in the name of Jesus for every person here, the Lord, that we would come in agreement and that a new level of faith would rise up within us that we would rise up, God, to be people of faith, to say, yes, I claim that food is mine. Yes, I claim healing is mine. Prosperity is mine. My prize is mine. My victory is mine. My healing, my depression is gone. And God, I pray, and whatever they're praying for, God, we pray that they would be faithful to not stop, and they would push for that thing they're believing for. God, we pray for every person who has a need tonight. Speak to us loud and clear. We give you all the honor, all the glory, all the adoration and praise. In Jesus' precious name, amen. for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church podcast.